Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Eternity at the Movies. We are your hosts, AJ Moss, and my dear sweet wife, Searing Moss. And we are going to talk about probably one of my favorite, definitely one of my favorite movies of the year, Godzilla Minus One. Minus one, not plus one. Not plus one, because things did not get better <laughs> for the people of Japan in this movie. And it, I don't even know where to begin, like how much I personally enjoyed this movie. I think for the first little bit of this podcast, we will do spoiler free, just in case. And we will let you know when we want to get into spoiler territory. So let's talk about some little spoiler free stuff. Um, well, first off, I am a big Godzilla fan, and I am—I really love the original, and I think I personally believe this is the best film since the original, with the original probably being a little better mm-hmm. um, for me, but also it's a very different time, different technology, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, it was just, obviously, it was the birth of Godzilla. It's The first movie was what made it so special, and really showed what Godzilla was and how he was basically a allegory for um, nuclear testing and and bombs in general. Yeah, it was great. I mean, like, you know, Godzilla's been, like, in Hollywood mostly happening. Future, more future, more technology. And I always wanted to see more, like, it happen, like... Right at the time. Right at the the time. Same thing with the Monarch show. It was the same thing, you know, I liked about. But this was much better than Monarch. It was was beautiful, scary. While watching that movie, I was biting that straw the whole time. So it was so weird because, so when we saw it, we saw it. I saw Adobe Atmos and Searing was with me with our little one-year-old. And she was in one of those sound booths because... It was our, a soundproof thing for kids. Yeah, so, and proof. they just have these really weak, you know, sissy speakers. That, <laughs> I was fine with it. No, you did not get the the real experience. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but um, the point is, like, the sound in this movie is honestly incredible, and I encourage everyone to see it on the biggest screen with the best sound possible. And that sounds like something just, you know... a filmmaker would say just because like oh save theaters and everything no this is an experience for the theater it is the best if you can see it on the big screen with the best sound possible Mm -hmm. well with my one-year-old sitting in the quiet room was like it was what it's like watching in that um like in the uh, at home more but if you have kids or a baby and you want to still want to watch and take your kids I think you should choose a theater that has a quiet room. It's for the mother's room. We usually, like, uh, you can take the baby in for 15 minutes if they start crying or something. It's, but it's it not was as... great. It, yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but I think mom will not be, like, interested <laughs> watching Godzilla, but husband wants. But it was great. I think I didn't have any problem. I just enjoyed watching. And then my one-year-old just sitting with me, and I was feeding her while watching and it was great yeah. and but in the end i watched i came outside the quiet room so it was the best fight um the, the best finale and yeah, the final yeah. and then 
that was the best bass like the sound system was great like you can feel the like you know what it called vibrations you can and just excitement but it's also just that um 5.1 surround sound system just the best um we we had again it was like the adobe atmos it was really the best sound system you can get in a theater at least uh at most local theaters and i i was just gonna say because i mean obviously most people don't understand that some parents just <laughs> can't find a babysitter so we obviously uh, i really wanted to see it with my wife so i just bought tickets at a one that had one of those rooms anyway let's get back into the movie so searing what was your favorite part of this movie i mean like everything i think mostly let me see well you all decide it's it's in the it's not spoiler but you you all decide in the trailer where they were chased by chased chasing the boat the small boat yeah so that was the best part i can see how scary he looks like because every time you watch hollywood godzilla you were like yeah godzilla but this one was like no kill him kill him yeah it i mean i i think most people agree this is probably the scariest godzilla has ever been and i i've said I think I said it on our Monarch podcast, but how Godzilla is mainly a force of nature. And in this movie, he still is, but you really get just how scary he is as a force of nature. How it's just this unforgiving uh, monster. I I believe the director explained him as both a monster and a god. So it's Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's this, so he's just this terrifying creature that again doesn't necessarily have any personal vendetta or anything but obviously he's going after food and he's just wrecking things he's a monster and but overall he's also just this force of nature like a hurricane or anything like that um Mm -hmm. so getting getting deeper i want to talk a little bit about the characters just you know no, no spoilers but i what's interesting is I don't know why, but Godzilla movies have struggled so much with having good characters. That yeah. you know, even the American it, uh, ones and the it just they just weren't. Yeah, but the last one with the King Kong was the Godzilla. The people like more the daughter, the, not the, the girl with the sign language. Yeah, yeah, she was she was good, but it was still surrounded by other characters that. Again, I didn't. I didn't hate. I mean, I enjoyed that movie. It's just I just felt like it was acting more than you can deep dive a deep. You know, deep dive, yeah. deep dive in the character, but it felt like in Hollywood, it's just like acting. Yeah, it but just... it's it's both like Hollywood and just even a lot of the movies that come out of um, Toho Studios that make the Japanese Godzilla movies. It's just they for the longest time they've never really had truly interesting characters. With the first one possibly being an exception, um, but even then, you could get into how these how those characters might have been. A little, little bare bones or, or something like that. I, I don't know. I, I really love the first one, the original, obviously. But what was so interesting about this one is it really felt like a disaster. I've always been a big fan of disaster movies, but the biggest problem is like there's so many just most disaster movies are just not very good for the same reason because it's always focusing on the disaster. Like, yeah. oh, look at this. Look at the buildings crushing and Earth being devastated. No, it's. It's so interesting because the main character in this is again not Are a spoiler. Okay. No, it's not a spoiler. It's he's a 
he was a kamikaze drone pilot and he's dealing in you know the straight from the beginning he's dealing with a lot of guilt from the war and because the very beginning of this movie you don't really see any of the war it's just sort of ending coming to mm-hmm. an end yeah well they um, lost it and then people just yeah. started to feel like yeah what? you don't you don't see the nuclear bombs dropped from the americans they they skip over that um except for obviously the they do show like the testing of the hydrogen bomb when the um, when the war had ended, but that was a different situation. But the hydrogen bomb is also what basically makes Godzilla Godzilla. Um, mm-hmm. It always has been. That's not a spoiler. Uh, so, yeah, it was... Th- these characters, you have this main character who, you know, he was in the war, and then you got this woman character who I... I... I, I know this isn't a spoiler. I just struggle so much to... <laughs> to say anything because I encourage everyone to go see this movie. You can stop right now and I won't be offended. <laughs> you can come back to this podcast. Um, I'm, I'm not going to spoil things. I'm just saying every little thing. Oh, Siren just fell over. <laughs> she's okay. But um, it's okay. I have the baby, so she's the baby's safe. <laughs> but um, well, the point is, like, just these, these main characters, you got this woman character who... You think is it, it's not really a romance character in this movie. It could have potentially be. I mean, there's some hints at that. It was like more like supporting. Yeah, it was kind of like in this devastating time. You've got strangers becoming, building relationships with one another mm-hmm. and making their own families in these very, just this devastated Japan. And so it's just really sweet. And watching them deal with this and... What's so sad, I mean, they just nailed this so perfectly because you can really see everyone in this world struggling. Mm-hmm. And so the whole minus one thing, like, it really is, like, it's just... Destroy the whole Yeah, it thing. really is. It's like your Tokyo is on the ground and Godzilla comes to kick them. <laughs> like, to kick them while they're down. And so it's just so devastating when he when Godzilla arrives, which is in the trailer, you get a bit of that, and it's just... It's terrifying, it's devastating, and you just feel so bad for these characters and like what they're going through. Mm. And that's just the first time I've ever really felt that way about these characters. I mean, even the original, as much as I liked those characters, like I said, I didn't feel... It was like I felt very differently about these ones, where it was... I think the best way is just to say different. Um... And possibly even just deeper. But I one thing I love about... There's a lot of... Um, I, I love just actors in like Japan and South Korea and everything. They A lot of people claim them for like being a little too overdramatic like yeah. in anime sometimes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I you, mean can, like... you can argue that that's a little bit in here. But I actually... I love it. Yeah, I, I mean, love like... seeing them lose it when it when things are really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, like, they're great, but I think it depends on which movie they're doing, and sometimes it looks overacting. I can see some Japanese movie, like, they make live action of anime, and they do look like overacting, Mm -hmm. but this one was, like, perfectly great, like, it fits the best, uh, you know, the surrounding, and Mm -hmm. it feels like you're the character, and you can feel he's emotional towards Godzilla and his family, and... That was a great one. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that was just... The characters are just great in this movie, and um, we're going to get to this... I mean, I won't get to the spoilers just yet. I have a few more things I want to talk about 
um, before we quite get to there, just a few more minutes. Uh, but I was actually looking up just the best I could um, with just special features, behind-the-scenes type stuff. I gotta see the behind-the-scenes, too. And Sunday. there wasn't very much. I'm really hoping they release more. Yeah, but... like in the probably, I hope they will release in 4K or Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, they need to. I need <laughs> I need to own this movie. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so the director and... I don't even know if I should dare pronouncing his name because I'm just not good pronouncing them. Takashi Yamazaki. I um, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. But he made a movie a while ago called, let's see, Always Sunset on Third Street. And I think it was the sequel that, and I haven't seen this movie and I really want to now because it sounds like it's just kind of a comedy and fun stuff. And I looked it up, and there's a scene where he, I guess he got permission to just put Godzilla in that movie. <laughs> but it's, I, I don't know the context or anything like that. It's obviously, you know, lower budget and not really made to be taken mm. too seriously. But it's really, um, it's interesting because the, some uh, reporter was asking him at, at one of the premieres, I think, like, how did you come to direct this? And Basically, it was like, well, they, they saw my movie mm. where I had Godzilla in it, and they said, basically, do you want to direct Godzilla? Um, and so that's really interesting because, again, I, I kind of skimmed through that scene that he had in his older movie, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of a silly moment with a Godzilla that didn't look quite as good, but obviously it wasn't meant to, it wasn't meant to be a Godzilla movie. At least that one wasn't. And... Seeing the difference between that scene that he had made in that movie in, like, I don't know how long ago that was. It was, I don't know, I want to say, like, ten years ago. But mm. um, it's night and day because th- that scene seemed, like, comical, while this movie, Godzilla Minus One, is mm-hmm. absolutely terrifying. And his, their way of doing, like... Um, their combination of visual effects and special effects are just, it puts Hollywood to shame. Well, it's kind of unique because you can see that some of the part, it looks like it's model and other part, they look more like a um, green screen in the ocean. And then it was all like look mixed. And then Godzilla in Hollywood, they usually do in the dark. Like yeah, yeah. One of uh, Gareth Edwards directed the 2013 Hollywood version, which I I enjoyed Is it very with much. The Olsen. Yes, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. And his technique was, I mean, I think he's a director. Great, Gareth Edwards was is a director who's very good. Like he's able to do visual effects himself, and he's very good at it. That's kind of how people Hollywood got to know him and know that he would be a good fit for a Godzilla movie. And I think one of his techniques is just um, mostly showing Godzilla in the dark, so it's blends in more. Yeah, so um, it doesn't so look it's, more it's, like CGI. Or yeah, so it's a little harder to see. But he also does. He also did this technique that I thought was also in Godzilla minus one, where it's all about seeing Godzilla how a human would, like a person, well, like from the ground, is what I mean, like a point of view. And occasionally in minus one, there are some shots from the sky and everything of him. But most of the time when Godzilla enters, it's 
from the ground, that's how you see him. Mm. And it's what makes it so scary. Yeah. Because when you see that footprint coming, the shot is not up in the sky. It's on the ground with these people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you, you can see that. I think the reason I like this Godzilla more was, like, Hollywood nowadays do all in dark, and I can't see anything. <laughs> I feel like I need a night vision just to yeah. watch the movie. But this was like the whole time it was a daytime, right? It was. It like, was I a think daytime. it was. I think it was. Oh no, no, there was one near the beginning where it was at night. Yeah, but it was but it almost worked. like a sunny. It was evening. lit well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really good. I thought yeah. like most of the Hollywood, they are so dark I can't even see. I thought it's just my eyes. I just need a night vision to to see. <laughs> but this was great. Like you can clearly see, like very sharp face. Like doesn't look too much CGI. It looks like different CGI. It's different CGI than the Hollywood, right? Yeah, it was. It was a mix of visual effects and special effects. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. great. I think yeah. the monster was super scary. Yeah. And then when he started to fire from his mouth, like, it's glowing yes. slowly. It was not, like, going fast, like, slowly. And you can see all people running. Yeah, because, I mean, well, the thing is, like, in that moment, people are just watching because they're like, what is happening? <laughs> and which is totally what I would probably do if Godzilla was just standing there and I was just a little bit further away. I'd probably just be like wait why is he glowing mm-hmm. what is happening <laughs> i think that's why people liked it because in hollywood they always made godzilla as a hero you know he's a destroyer but he destroyed little but yeah he's been more like a now turning into hero in hollywood yeah. but japan like no he's a destroyer he destroy everything he's a force of nature that where there are consequences yeah. and i think that's what hollywood's really missed i mean i'm okay with the whole bringing balance that he, the Hollywood versions present him as like an in, a force of nature that brings balance and they can use him. But there's there's still a lack of like in those Hollywood movies a lack of understanding that Godzilla still tramples people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he still you get in his way and people will die. But anyway, so let's first one last thing. This movie was made on a budget of $15 million. Was it less than Hollywood? And that is so low. The, okay, in pers- perspective, pers- oh, perspective, the... I, I better make sure, but I believe that the 2013 Godzilla was made for about 200 Okay, no, it was a hundred and sixty million dollars. Yeah, um, and so yeah, the the Hollywood the two thousand thirteen Godzilla was made for a hundred and sixty million dollars, and this mm-hmm. movie Godzilla minus one was made for fifteen million, oh, and but... it's and it's so much better. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I mean, I, I, can, I, I can totally. I, see no that. offense to Gareth Edwards, he made a great film, but yeah. this I can I, I can totally see that the CGI. In the old King Kong was it? That was a literally high. See, I can totally see it from Japan version that they look like low budget, but not like super low. You know, mm-hmm. I knew it would be in the middle, but not fifteen million. I thought it would be hundred million. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's so so low. Okay, so we're gonna wrap up our spoiler free part. So do you have anything to say to those who may have to leave? Do um, the podcast before we get into spoilers. No, we can go to spoilers straight. Yeah, you don't have anything else to say. 
No, I okay. think it's mostly my talk will be spoiler. Okay. All right. And yeah, so if you have to leave us for now, that's fine. Come back. We'll see you in a moment. All right, we're back. <laughs> okay, so um, getting straight into spoilers. And I was just one of the first thing that comes to my mind is Godzilla's atomic breath. And I this isn't really a spoiler, but it's also just something I wouldn't really want someone to tell me. Because even in the trailers, they seem to avoid showing people mm-hmm. what his breath was. Because I thought it would be like a beam. Like, it's always been some sort of, like, beam. Like, it, it's his breath. And, you know, you just don't want to be too close. But his breath in this one is ba- basically coughing up an atomic bomb. Oh, yeah. It's, it's... massive and it's horrifying. It's um, just, like... Like, once the toast light bombs and everyone, mm-hmm. like, sucks in bag. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't even, I, I don't even know why I did that. I mean, I, I think there is a reason. I just, I, I haven't thought about what the reasoning for the suction, because, like, it blows people away and then it, like, sucks things back. And it's really cool looking. Um, I just, I'm not sure why. <laughs> yeah, that one, it. like, um, killed the whole population me- there, whoever closer to the Godzilla. Oh, yeah, basically, and they all probably, anyone who survived probably and he was, has radiation and he was, poisoning. Yeah, I mean, he was saved too by a good cement. Cement? <laughs> yeah, it's a commercial for cement, so it's a strong cement saved him <laughs> from the blast. <laughs> uh-huh. Strong building next to him or whatever. Mm. But, um, yeah, in that moment, because um, it went, I love when movies have like a big blast and then it just goes silent. Because that's what it did, and I just audibly gasped I'm like what? <laughs> yeah um, it was a great scene where it started like uh, so the Godzilla threw the beam on it it exploded like a atomic bomb mm-hmm. and like once people thrown out it was sucking back and then it also took away the girl and then yeah. she's just like now she's dead yeah she's dead <laughs> and then he was still saved because she pushed him on the side mm-hmm. of the wall, and then, and it went silent. It was looking at the Godzilla, and then it started to rain, and the mud started to come. Yeah. I was like, that was a perfect. I was pretty sure that was like acid rain, which it might have been. I don't know, but I mean, it it was so perfectly timed because he starts screaming, and I'm like, oh, that's so sad. And then it just starts raining, you know, like you said, just black mud or whatever, and he's still screaming. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is. This is killing me. <laughs> I mean, that movie has been like, is it PG or rated R? It's Godzilla. Yeah. No, it's it's thirteen. It's uh, well, I believe it's thirteen. It might even, might not even have a rating. A I don't know. PG thirteen movie, no bad words, no no stuff. PG thirteen. You know, a lot of p- movies they've always made the bad words and stuff. And this was like balance. It's not for kids. I mean, it's for kids. But the monster looks too scary for the kids, though. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like... You, it was perfect. Be, parents beware if you bring your kids. Um, yeah, it's it's creepy. But, I mean, like, kids can go, like, 12. Probably. But, but even then, I probably would have, you know, pooped my pants. I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. But I think mm. it was a ba- well-balanced... That's what Hollywood needs is, like, you don't need to show super rated mm. R, you know. Yeah. It, this one was great for it's, family. Yeah, it's just this devastating movie that dives right into the idea of the horrors of war, the horrors of the aftermath of war, and the atomic bomb and the hydrogen bomb. 
uh, mm-hmm. just these nuclear weapons that just devastate. Obviously, you know, weapons are made to devastate, but they're just that horrifying. We don't understand until we see it, even if it's just through a fictional character like Godzilla. Um, was there any bad words in the other Godzilla movie? Yeah, there was. I mean, it's never been. It's never been great, R. Okay. But it's been, yeah. I believe they've let some curse words out. Yeah. Um, but then that girl dies, and I was. The moment like we saw that guy in his own, I and he wasn't like crying over her body. I thought, okay, so she's alive. <laughs> um, well, but I, so. but then after a while, I was thinking like, oh, maybe she is dead, and I, and I wasn't sure. I kept thinking like, ah, oh, man, if they bring her back, I don't know how I'm gonna feel. But when well, she but the, did come back, hold on, uh, so one second, I'm sorry, my dear. <laughs> um, when she did come back, though, first I was a little disappointed, but then they had this really sweet family moment. I'm like, okay, you know, this this movie's got this whole, like, family theme, this idea about living, in, um, if you can, of course. Uh, and then there's that moment where you see something on her neck and it's like moving and i thought it was hair you thought it was hair too i think um um and i think she was i think she would have died if she hadn't gotten something on her from godzilla that helped her regenerate yeah i mean like you can probably see that she was sucked in and like threw off the big huge with the atomic you know like yeah. the, the the fire thing what like something in the mouth, Godzilla coming out, and like you can see, like the people are gone, like they're dead. I'm pretty sure she's not gonna come back. Mm-hmm. But now you know why she was alive, cause, cause you are actually dead. I think. Well, I think she was like just about dead. Like she probably was like seconds away from dying. This. I mean, we're getting more into speculation because we don't know for sure if what what was on her neck was her healing. I, I want to say it was because I don't know what else would have rubbed off on her from Godzilla. No, she probably um, got it before she survived that big thing where she said that uh, she got the baby and she survived. Mm-hmm. So she probably got it from there too. Maybe, I don't know. But yeah, that was that was really interesting. This, ha- this also had a major thing that I really want to talk about. The fact that he was a kamikaze drone pilot and I thought there was going to be a big theme of sacrifice in this movie. Because that's a great theme in movies where people have to give themselves to help others. But what I loved is how they kind of turned it on its head. Because, like, Japan in their early culture was all about, like, give yourself for your country. Like, die for your country. Yeah. But then the, you lose, you die for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you die for your country and that's all you're good for is kind of that feeling of... Well, you, you prefer death over dishonor, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was that moment when... First off, when the guy was showing him, you know, like the the plane and everything. The engineering guy. Yeah, the engineering guy. And he's like, here, also one more thing. And then it kind of cuts away. I'm like, he's showing him a parachute. (laughs) He's an injection I missed it. Maybe I missed it. But I felt Mm -hmm. like he probably showed it. Yeah. um, And I just kind of figured it. And then I saw him get the parachute and fly off. I'm like, okay, figures. But what kind of hit me was when you go back to that scene he tells him about it. He tells him about the ejector seat, and he puts his hand on him. This guy who was so ashamed of his, ashamed of him because he hadn't killed himself, or not killed himself, but hadn't shot Godzilla early on in the film. Yeah, in the beginning, uh-huh. you can see that he felt the guilt that he couldn't yeah. kill the, he couldn't use the gun to kill the Godzilla, which made yeah. 
everyone who was engineering guy yeah like, and so, died and so the whole movie he's very like upset Guilt. at him yeah he's upset at our main character but i love how this guy has his own little arc he tells him how to work the parachute or the ejector seat and then he puts his hand on our main character and he says live like i was like in the oh. end like it was just this big theme of like you don't always have to like you don't always have to die i mean i mean obviously there are moments where you have you know people give themselves and you know for their families and for the loved ones for their country and it's super admirable and everything but you don't always have to do that you can mm-hmm. live you you can do so much good if you live and I just loved that theme. It's also just this, it's so powerful for how Japan has changed to, mm. from being this, you know, where kamikaze and, you know, taking your own life as a samurai and all that stuff was all, you know. Culture and tradition. It was culture and tradi- tradition and it has turned to, like, no, you can live. You can live, live for, for others. Some... You can help others. You can do the best you can. And I thought it was handled so well. So, yeah. We... We're getting close to end. Yeah. Okay, we're... But it was... Uh, I think that's what it is. Like, you always knew that the ending will be this one. So I was 50-50 sure that he was going to live and she's going to live. But, but it wasn't disappointment. Mo- mostly movie, you can see that, like... Oh, it's gonna happen. We know it, and then it like it, it happened. It was disappointment on most movies, but this one was like it worked. It worked. It yeah. has a, a meaningful word said by each character, right? Yeah. And then by the end, that w- woman who died when she came back, you were like, "Oh, she's alive." But we were like, "What the heck?" But how did she live? Like all these people die, and then you can see something on her neck. And yeah. you were like, okay, makes sense. Now that's a better movie. Yeah. And then with the engineering guy, you know, it may, it's kind of like the main character was like, okay, I'm going to die, you know. I'm going to mm-hmm. do it for my people. I do it for the people who died because of me. But the engineering guy was like, I think he forgave him what he did. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I made the ejector's seat. So yeah. you see. It is, and it's a good way to present the theme. Um because, like, a good example of, like, something I don't think was done as well is if you guys remember in Star Wars The Last Jedi where Poe looks like he's about to kill himself to help blow up this big giant weapon to save everyone. Um, so it's a similar thing because he's flying towards this weapon and all of a sudden that uh, the other girl comes and, like, saves him, like, pushes him out of the way um, and says, like, we can live. Um, to save others and it didn't really resonate because it's like well hold on he was going to give himself I mean he was going to die so that they could live Mm -hmm. and I don't think there was an ejector seat (laughs) Um, and that's the biggest thing I think there was just a a big moment where they were trying to say like look if you can live I mean giving your life for others when there's no other choice is admirable it's wonderful Mm -hmm. it's amazing but that's not always what you have to do. Mm. And I thought it was just amazing. Yeah, but oh. what do you think about the last meal they got? Like this lady who was taking care of the uh, the baby. 
the now it's toddler but yeah 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 when she got the I actually got to say that little girl when she was getting older and she was crying it actually sounded like a much oh. younger <laughs> cry like it sounded like she like it sounded like they put a baby cry over a toddler I was like ah eh, it doesn't sound Oh. That doesn't sound I, great. But I thought it was she, that the toddler was great by acting. Oh, oh, she was good. She, yeah, I just don't. There was just a weird sound choice there, maybe because they couldn't get a the the sort of cry out of vocal cry out of her that they wanted. Mm, maybe they tried to do it, but they couldn't make her cry. So I think they added a vocal there. Probably. Yeah, but I think a more. Uh, what do you think about this lady who's taking care of the toddler when she got the mail? Yeah, I I thought that was just telling her like oh by the way here's more context that he's not abandoning this girl he's going to fight and probably die oh for me i thought it was more about like this happened like future where she get the mail while he was fighting he was just you know like when oh fights and then says like it was okay. a letter that hey by the way he died yeah oh that's interesting and I, then it's like probably saying the letter to her that you know i did it for, for her for her son mm-hmm. is it her son or family? daughter um well i guess also for in Not the memory daughter, the memory of that woman who died or he thought she died oh no is i'm talking right? about the the woman who's taking care of the toddler yeah not I'm not talking about the the second girl. I'm talking about the woman, yeah. the old woman. Yeah, I know. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So I thought she probably wrote like, okay, so I died for you know your family who I couldn't able to save in that island. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking, and I thought it was a future letter that she got. But yeah. later she just came to him and started smacking. I was like, oh oh, <laughs> I I knew that it was like fifty percent sure that the other woman is alive. Yeah. Um, okay, we got to wrap this up real real quick. Um, so, yeah, I also, I think it also just made, it also is better knowing that, I mean, Godzilla is like very slowly regenerating the fact that he's actually probably going to return. It's also, so it's nice that our main character didn't die for nothing, <laughs> wouldn't have died for nothing. You know, he... But you it, can totally see that he was going to die, so you can see 50-50. Yeah, he was willing to die, but my, I'm saying that um, if he had died, it would have been for nothing. It would have felt like it was for nothing because Godzilla, the last shot is him regenerating, mm-hmm. and he's going to come back. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, Okay, we, but we got to wrap this up. Um, in the end, Godzilla minus <laughs> one. That was minus the funniest part. <laughs> funny part. The, the the fly the plane like shoots right in his mouth and you can see Godzilla white eyes and then it's falling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was awesome. Though. I thought it was hilarious with white like, eyes. Uh oh. <laughs> Usually the Godzilla just like dies, but I never seen white eye. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but there was also a moment where he was about to give that. There was this amazing arcing shot that goes around him when he's about to fire the blast one last time, but then he's flies into his mouth it was a silence Um, though once he hit it in his mouth yeah okay but yeah we gotta wrap this up because we're going over but i love this movie so much Siren, do you have any last words to say about it i mean it was great maybe i'll watch it again because she pooped in the (laughs) our our daughter yeah so you had to change her twice (laughs) and you should have just asked me i could have just done one of them it's okay but maybe someday i'll watch it again um i think it was sound was great movie was great acting was great i'll say 10 out of 10 Yes, same here. Well, I don't rate movies, <laughs> but but I just love it. It's amazing. Okay, and the next chapter we're gonna speak again, and then 
Um, we'll find him movie. in the full season. All right. See ya. Have a good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. Good day. <laughs>